oceans. Two oceans will begin. Faffing around, I've sucked myself into my hobbies. Here. I'll show you my claymation project, okay? Now, I've been working pretty hard on this, and I think it's really good. So, just hang on to your hat, okay? <laughs> okay. Here it goes. Oh, how great. Did you pause it? No, I... hang on. Welcome to the Two Oceans Podcast, where myself, Sue Fire, along with my friend and renowned colleague Scrumpy, discuss film and other media through a decades-long lens of mass media consumption. In this episode, we'll be delving into the world of stop-motion, from the early years of Ray Harryhausen to the upcoming Wendell and Wilde from Henry Selleck and Jordan Peele. This is the Two Oceans Podcast, and so let's raise our boxes and toast to the beginning of episode two. Hitting all the timely, uh, <laughs> timely topics as they arise. Yeah. Although That's... with the release of the trailer for the new Jordan Peele and, uh, that looks uh, great. Yeah. I, I have to say, I take a, a, a satisfaction from it that um, uh, Tim Burton isn't involved <laughs> at all. Yes. That could and be part of the discussion, right? The, the, the Tim Burton of old and the Tim Burton mm. now. Yeah, yeah. It goes outside his aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought we'd kick off by um, just talking about, you know, our first uh introductions to stop motion when we we're kids because it used to be a lot different it it was the cgi of our age it was yes you know it there there were just something about it yes you know something about the one guy responsible that's mr ray harryhausen ray harryhausen yeah yeah it was it was I the mean, only other thing that that you could even sort of come close at least to a kid's mind to star wars so you had like Jason and the Argonauts. Um, Mighty Joe Young was his first first movie, big movie. Oh, really? And that's uh, yeah. I was, I, was, I was just reading about it, and to my mind, the the effects in Mighty Joe Young are he just he did he didn't just try to copy what was in King Kong. He wanted to take it a step further. Right. He was <laughs> like, inspired. Yeah. 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 What are your earliest memories around stop motion wave? Yeah, back? of course the biggest one is Jason and the Argonauts, right? The the mm. the scene with the with the skeletons. I mean, that right. still holds up. Oh, it totally That's, does. It's, it's still, I mean, even when you know you got you know even the the green screen technology wasn't you know was terrible then, so they're just like, all right, just swing at this general area. They're like, <laughs> okay, uh, but it works because it's like they're supposed to be like kind of flailing about you're fighting something weird, right? So it actually worked in that context. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, you know, um, he said that, I mean, one of the big things that he wanted to do was he put a huge amount of effort into making sure that the lighting was the same mm -hmm. in the physical location and the colors matched, you know, these are things nowadays, they're, they're all kinds of tools to do that, but you know, right. he, he had to do it, you know, the, the, the manual way. Well, it was that, it's that idea, right? And even with CGI and even as advanced as it is now, I think it's still a thing. It's like, you know, are you looking for the spectacle or are you looking for that to enhance? And yeah. when you're using it to enhance, that means it's going to fit in, right? It's not going to be like, okay, everything stops. Now we have this segment or right. now we have, now it's time for special effects, you know, <laughs> uh, which, you know, still plagues movies to this day, Michael Bay, if you're listening. Right. Um, yeah where you know it really suffers you're like wow that looks great i wish i knew what was going on um 
and the story is absolutely insane. You know, like some critics have likened his stuff to like really avant-garde art films because narrative has clearly been rejected. Um, but, but early on, Harryhausen's thing was like just to, I mean, you did stop for it, but it was like, uh, you know, like Clash of the Titans. Um, or seeing that in the theater as a kid, you know, and, uh, um, it was just, you know, our expectations were also like, okay, stop motion. But it was like, what's Harryhausen doing? You're like, okay, it's going to be better. It's at least not going to look as fakey, right. As, as Uh, maybe somebody else doing it or, or or something. It's it's the new axiom, isn't it? That, you know, the best special effects you don't even notice. Um, right. There's just amazing things that get done and you don't, you don't even realize it's an effect. I kind of agree with that. I mean, there's some things I think we talked about the practical effects last week. Yeah. There's also something about the fact that that's a tangible thing there Mm -hmm. um, as well. You know, these models still exist. Actually, just before lockdown, I was going to go to an exhibition in Edinburgh of Harryhausen's models. Oh, and yeah. and, And then COVID hit and then everything shut down and closed shop and left town of course <laughs> um yeah. so yeah it'll you know, have another opportunity to come up at some point oh but yeah, sure. uh, surely it will but yeah i just remember on sunday <laughs> afternoons you know watching uh the the limited number of channels that we had when we were kids um seeing things like king kong mighty joe young um uh, beast from Twenty Thousand fathoms uh jason and the argonauts the the sinbad movies well, even um, uh, the Jules Verne stuff, right? Like Journey to the Center of the Earth, and oh yeah, uh, yeah, you know those even also employed it. And the, uh, the Technicolor uh, in, in those movies as well was, was, was yes. super vivid, and uh, or, or the weird ones as well, like Valley of Guanji. What a weird oh, one yeah. that is! You know, cowboys with uh, you know T Rex in the desert. Sure, course, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> We're making all this up. Let's just throw another layer on. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean the other thing I remember when we were kids is obviously we had the Rankin and Bass Christmas specials as well. That's what that was the other thing I was going to call out. Those are the yeah still hold up. And there's mm-hmm. one that I've been trying to track down, which was pretty much the last Rankin and Bass, and it was like the life story of Santa Claus, but it took a sort of darker turn i mean the models there's a dragon in it that looks like Ghidorah. um you know it it it, it's, it turns into this big fable of you know this guy that ends up being santa claus but they 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 did it completely earnestly and i remember seeing that once <laughs> and thinking this is amazing and uh <laughs> never seeing it again um <clears throat> you know yeah. in in that period yeah. Do you, do you remember there? Because the, um, as what surprised me in sort of getting ready for this episode is that there is various types of stop motion. Like there's a flat stop motion. Like you know that movie Fantastic Planet with the blue people uh-huh. that kept the little. That's that's sort of classed as stop motion, and that the other one that came up was Twice Upon a Time, which George Lucas produced. And I oh, remember yeah. that. Yeah, that came out. Now I got an interesting tidbit on this one. So that came out, and that was super weird. Yeah. <laughs> a super weird movie. Um, and it wouldn't have got through if George Lucas hadn't produced it. And I remember people getting excited for it because they saw it. oh, it's George Lucas. He did Star Wars, you know. Right. And uh, <laughs> it, it it pretty much panned. But there were two people on that movie that uh, who, who were technicians, and they were. Henry Selleck and David Fincher. Oh, and the two of them hated each other. Apparently <laughs> they, it, it, it's, 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 it's this, this, there's all these whispers about, you know, them getting really sort of angry on this film. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's kind of mind blowing <laughs> that, that, that two people like that were both like junior technicians, probably working for next to nothing as right. volunteers you know, just wow. to get into the industry. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That was the thing. And, and it wasn't until well, the okay for me hit the kind of the same time studying film in school and, uh, finding, uh, and this is, you know, early nineties, basically, uh, finding, uh, the Czechoslovakian Jan Svankmeyer. Yep. And finding, uh, Alice and then, uh, Faust came Ooh. out 
Ooh, right around wow. in there. Which, uh, you know, which the local art cinema actually got a copy of and played. It was fantastic. Wow. Mostly yeah. to watch other people's reaction to a Swampmire kind of movie. Um, <laughs> that, then, well, that's uh, one of the great things about going to yeah. a, a theater. <laughs> it's like, right. But the other was, uh, and then at the same time, then, because uh, there were three, there was Funkmire and then Brothers Quay, yeah. who did the, the stop movie. And, and, you know, they did their own stuff. Or was it the, not the Island of Crocodiles? Was it something like that? No, was, oh, I forgot to look up the name. You can see it? most of their shorts on YouTube now. Oh, still on YouTube, they, right. And, yeah. Well, or just watch an early tool video, and that seems to be all they copy. <laughs> uh, which was like, I'm amazed those weren't done by those guys, because it's like exactly their style. Right. It's like, um, but then right around that time, that's uh, when we heard about, and then it finally became available was uh, speaking, going back to Tim Burton actually for Frankenweenie. Right. And right. combining that, you know, being that com- combination of live action and, and stop motion that we, you know, the Burton like us had had as a kid and captured the imagination as well. And being well, so just, stoked for that. I'm like, Oh, somebody else, somebody in the States is doing this now. And it's not right. You know, it's in a fun way. Like it used to be not, because, you know, I mean, all due respect to Brothers Quay and Swankmeyer, their stuff's not, you know, at quite as approachable for your average I, viewer. I will tell you something, though, is 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 Swankmeyer, at least in terms of the films that he did later, like, like mm-hmm. his, his entirely animated movies are off the hook. You know, yes. uh, you got to be in a particular mindset. It's very sort of David Lynchian. Yes. Very. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's trying to provoke a response from you and it's not a comfortable mm-hmm. response, but Spunkmeyer. Yeah, S- <laughs> um, I mean, one of the nice things about um, when, when I lived in the, the Czech Republic, which used to be Czechoslovakia, which is where Spunkmeyer is from mm-hmm. is, is actually uh, being given access to the, the, all the animation that they have over there, not just stop motion, but 2d animation. But mm. Svankmeyer, while I was over there had released uh, a movie called little Otik, and it is mostly live action. And the stop motion is uh, only used for part of the story, but it is a horror story and it's, it's, it's not, it, it's weird. I'll grant you that, but it is, uh, you know, I, I, th- I think any sort of horror fan would love this movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically about a couple who um, uh, I can't remember if they lost their child or from for some reason they wanted a child really badly, and the uh, the mother brings home this log that kind of vaguely looks like it's got arms and legs and a face, yeah. and um, the thing yeah. just kind of progresses from there it's huh. it's the only thing i can think of that's that's near it was there's an icelandic film recently um that's quite similar um uh sheep was it but it's worth watching it's worth watching it's it's it's, it's i i think you'd enjoy it oh, you just mean lamb? As a horror movie lamb that's it that's it it's very similar to lamb in okay. many ways <laughs> um kind of one of these weird fairy tales mm-hmm. um and then there's another guy called Jan Sverak who has been making movies in the last 20 years and he's used stop motion. And there's one that's just terrific. And I called kooky <laughs> about this boy. He's like asthmatic and, and his parents throw his favorite toy away, which is this weird doll called kooky. And he, I, I, I got to send you a trailer and any, anyone listening, go, go look up a trailer for the movie kooky that's k-o-o-k-y okay you 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 won't be disappointed (laughs) nice that's interesting yeah because it's you know also then uh uh, um right about that same time starting to get access to you know like uh uh, you know it's a thing now you you can pretty much go online like oh where can i you know find x y or z uh you know wasn't that way growing up necessarily it kind of came it felt like it came in like waves or, or kind of added so it was mm. like, oh, now we finally have access to uh, underground art movies, you know, thanks to home video or something like that. Then, yeah, without having uh, to pay a fortune for them. Exactly. Know? And then imports started getting more reasonable mm. and things like that. So started finally. Uh, and the other big thing, that uh, more 2D than 3D, but the uh, Mike and Ike's, uh, was it? No, Ike, uh, 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 the Festival of Animation, not Mike and Ike. Right. That's the candy. That, that's uh, candy you got at the cinema. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, the... The Twisted Animation Festival. Right. Which featured a lot of stuff like Bill Plimpton, 
uh, you know, things like that. A lot of people that were like on the cutting edge in the foreground. Uh, that's you know around the same time. That's when uh, MTV did uh, Liquid Television uh, oh, as that, well, and yeah. you know, pushing those boundaries. But you're getting access to more animation, and one of those things that come up was anything stop motion, right? And that's where I saw my first like Wallace and Gromit. Uh, which right. I loved I, because it was it wasn't like an art again it was for me it wasn't an art movie I can appreciate the art movies but I love the ones that just like let's just have fun with it and tell the story uh, and something that's going to make you you know engage you in a different way right uh, more populous entertainment perhaps okay I'm um, I'm going to play a clip and I, I due to technology you may not hear it but I will edit it in all right I'll I'll, I'll act it, uh, pensive <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I'm going to try it. I know your little oh. secret, Pesto. I know exactly what's going on. Your lordship. Oh, yes. You think you can pilfer my filly, don't you? You think you can con an innocent woman out of her fortune? Oh, me? Well, oh. I got here first. I've spent a long time reeling in that fluffy-headed bunny lover, and I'm not about to let some puddle-headed peasant poach her from me. Comprenez? Oh, uh, right oh. Uh, I'll be off then. Uh, Ta-ta. You're not going anywhere, Pesto. Oh, ow! Not until I've taught you a jolly good lesson. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Queensbury rules. Put them up, you little pipsqueak. I just played a clip from Curse of the Were-Rabbit, <laughs> oh, nice. which I think is a terrific movie. Fantastic. Because um, all those... Sh- I mean, in, in, did you have the same feeling when you first saw the Wallace and Gromit shorts, how utterly cinematic they were? Yes. You know, I, I think especially the one about the, the, they, they get the penguin as a lodger. Oh was, yeah. Yes. <laughs> obviously up to no good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just amazing. And then, well, by the and there's, they, uh, yeah. Yeah. And with the, uh, especially with the were rabbit or the others with the, uh, uh the, their whole things are like, you know, even the, the, the shorts were always very cinematic. They had obviously that eye. They're obviously schooled in that, you know, somebody pointed out, like they're talking about action sequences in movies. Right. And one of them they pointed out was when, uh, Grumman has to, uh, they're on the train and he's having to Lay throw the, the track, track down right. in front of him. Like, like that, like he's like that whole sequence, like this was their argument, you know, that whole sequence is one of the best action sequences ever shot. And oh, I'm like, totally. go back and watch it. I'm like, Oh, totally. Like, it really, I mean, it's hilarious, but you don't know yeah. he's going to pull it off. But the fact that they would introduce that then as an element, you know, because, again, the only things you can do, but the fact that they're doing it with stop motion, not not even 2D. But the you amount still of feel the jeopardy, work, you know, it's oh, yeah. the amount of, you know, that's what you know impressed me early on with the film school stuff, especially the art stuff. You know, it's just the the level of work and like we would take, you know, we would get our, our uh, Super 8 cameras and start doing our own, right, or try to do our own stop motion. And just have yeah. the, you know, you just have that button. And it's just a frame at a, a frame <laughs> at a time. Well, you know, well, one well, click, one frame, make a tweak. <laughs> one click, you know, well, and that's you the spend clip like I put three days to get two minutes. Exactly. Um, uh, funny enough, you didn't hear this at the start, but the clip that uh, playing at the beginning of this week's mm-hmm. is that clip um, from Parks and Recreation where Ben shows off his animation <laughs> oh, and. Man. He, <laughs> he realizes there's that. nothing here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's nothing. What happened? It's been a year on it. Yeah. REM stand. It pretty much just gets to be able to say stand. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. The work sure. that goes into, to, you know, all these films as well. <clears throat> well, it's that um, uh, obsessive detail that like, uh, mm. You know, we always say like with, you know, you can see when uh, when people make the jump from animation of any kind to live action uh, narrative uh, yeah. film like uh, Terry Gilliam, for example. You can see just in their visuals and how they put stuff together. They're still thinking like animators. They're not thinking well, like, you know, a, totally. a filmic director or uh, uh, Junet and Caro. Uh, with Delicatessen and City of Lost Children. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, you could tell those guys <clears throat> were, you know, there's sequences in there that are like, oh, that's like a Wallace and Gromit bit, you know, almost like a Rube Goldberg-esque setup to uh, a scene. But, it, you know, 
how everything comes together and how they think of things, you know, of scenes joining and characters interacting with them. That's straight out of animation. Right. And, oh, and totally. so it's an interesting, you know, uh, to, to, to relate it to stop motion. You know, it's that thing where you have to be very intentional because it's, t- it is taking so much effort. Like it takes so much more effort and thought rather than just like, Oh, I'm just going to block out the scene. Here you go. Uh, it's like, yeah. no, we have to have this cause we have to think of everything. Right. So when you mentioned, you know, about lighting too, and the technical aspects of it, you know, Harryhausen was really the first one, I think first yeah. big one, really, at least to, to consider and get that incorporated and kind of fight for that. And, you know, now it seems like I just did like, well, duh, why wouldn't you? But before it was like, all right, bring in, you know, there's like you said, bring in the special effects. All right, we're done. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Go back to your hole or whatever. Uh, so yeah, it, it's an interesting um, mania, I guess I'd call it yeah. uh, obsessive compulsive type uh, that it takes yeah. to successfully yeah. execute. Cause I'll be curious with this, this, this new one coming out from Selleck and Peel uh, how long that's taken because always, you know, it's, it's like, you know, any animation thing, right. You know, it's like, you, you've got to be in development for years well, just I'm to get the actual that. animation yeah. done. Uh, I think, you know, you can't crank it out in a short well, amount of time. So it's always, I'll, I'll be curious with the, how long this took them and, and what they did because they, uh, you know, Leica is here in Portland <clears> where I'm at. Right. And, I was going to sort of touch on that. So we, 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 we talked about, um, uh, Studio Ardman, which is in Bristol over here, mm-hmm. uh, and and you have Leica there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, actually I've got a clip from Coraline, uh, which I think I can play, oh. and I think you might actually hear it this time. Oh, so let's see. And what do you think you're doing? Well, I'm getting out of here. That's what I'm doing. Huh? Something's wrong. Shouldn't the old well be here? Nothing out here. It's the empty part of this world. She only made what she knew would impress you. But why? Why does she want me? She wants something to love, I think. Something that isn't her. Or maybe she just loves something to eat. Eat? That's ridiculous. Mothers don't eat daughters. I don't know. How do you taste? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the wonderful Keith David and Dakota Fanning from uh, Coraline. Nice. I was like, hey, Keith David, yeah, get him on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did a uh, speaking of uh, thing they had at the local art museum. They had a uh, a Leica exhibit. Uh, it was right after Kubo came out. Right, Kubo and the two strings. I I, which, uh, I really enjoyed also, that one as well. Yeah. I did too. Uh, you know, like um, Paranorman, they had that Paranorman, Bark Strolls. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, they had like some of their major, all their major stuff out. And, you know, you see the actual sets and things like that. It was a really good uh, exhibition, oh. but it's like, you know, Bark Strolls was kind of like, okay, Paranorma was, a, Paranorman was like, oh, that's all right. You know, it was, it was good enough. Kind of mm. like it didn't have that wow factor to me of, say, Kubo or even Car- uh, Coraline. I mean, I I would think that, well, I, in my estimation, I, I Coraline is well above a nightmare before Christmas. As much as I love a nightmare, I, I I think I think I went into that movie, and there were a couple of songs I liked. I certainly loved the models and the look of the thing, but oh, something fell off in the the last third of the movie for me, um, mm-hmm. which you know. It wasn't bad, but it didn't go as high as I expected it to. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, Coraline had the sort of benefit of, you know, Neil Gaiman's story behind it. And yes, I think Selleck had free reign on that one, too. Exactly. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, Nightmare is more of the, um, uh, for me, the seasonal appeal. Mm, yeah, it's a good yeah. Halloween movie to throw into the mix. Sure, uh, sure. It's fun. Uh, but yeah, I had the same thing. I was just kind of left at the end. I'm like, oh, they 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 reached far. I could tell, but they almost got it. But then they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was less disappointed with that than I was with Corpse Bride. I was very disappointed with that one. I was like, oh, I, like I can't I even remember it because that movie. Nobody talks about that movie because it's so forgettable. It's like no. you put all this work into that, and then everybody's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I can remember the models. 
from it yeah. and, and yeah. thinking yeah, that those are some great models, but I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you anything about the story uh, no. at all. <laughs> Versus, is, you know, the ones like it was uh, either, you know, somebody who's a very good storyteller or you have a very good story to begin with. Um, yeah. Or somebody, you know, that's in their prime or at their peak or in the flow. So, you know, you can contrast that with uh, um, most of his movies. I'm, I'm, I feel like I tolerate Wes Anderson movies. Uh, a lot of times they feel so art schooly, so drama clubby right. to me. It's I, just like, ugh. But then you well, get to both uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox and Isle of Lost Dogs, which I adore right. both of those equally. Uh, well, I, I don't know which one I like more. Uh, to be honest, because I really get a, I, such a kick out of both of them. I, I I get a kick out of both of them, but I think uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, for me, I think there's just something about that warmth, that movie, and, mm-hmm. you know, Burr Lives and the various music that they, they threw in there. Um, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, it... it I, I, I can't go into an autumn without thinking about that movie. In fact, I got a, a little clip I'll play right now if you will oblige. Hold on. Sure. Does anybody actually read my column? Do your friends ever talk about it? Of course. In fact, Rabbit's ex-girlfriend just said to me last week, I should read Foxy's column, but they don't get the Gazette. Ash, let's get cracking. Why would they? It's a rag sheet. I'm sick. You're not sick. I have a temperature. You don't have a temperature. I don't want to go. Hurry up. You're going to be late. I love the way you handle that. Your cousin Christofferson's coming on the 6th. I want you to be extra nice to him, because he's going through a very hard time right now. Where's he going to sleep? We're going to make a bed for him in your room. I can't spare the space. Put him in Dad's study. Dad's study is occupied by Dad. I don't want to live in a hole anymore. It makes me feel poor. We are poor, but we're happy. Come see, come saw. I I think that's that's <laughs> such a great bit. I, I think mm-hmm. it highlights all of those actors. You know, Jason Schwartzman not wanting to go to school, <laughs> George Clooney. You know, uh, actually at the very end there, it's quite poignant where he's 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 like, I, I you know, I I don't, I don't want to live in a hole anymore. <laughs> you know, and 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 of course we don't live in holes, but we kind of metaphorically do, and everyone kind of gets that. You know, and, well, and yeah, then Meryl that's Street. The yeah. And that's kind of the thing. It was like, okay, why, you know, for somebody like him, why do animated apart from just to show off how good a filmmaker you are technically, uh, which he is, uh, well, uh, I... but you know, and he does like to show off, but you know, Hey, you got it flown it. Right. But, uh, uh, I think uh you know, it's, go maybe ahead. that's why his, his, his movies feel a little bit uncanny because they feel a little bit more natural, ironically yeah. animated. Yeah. Just going to um, say, they don't feel forced. They right. don't have, I'm not looking at that actor. And so for me, that removes a lot of the, uh, those trappings of it I mean, as well. You know, it's one thing to some, listen to Tilda Swinton. It's another to see her. <laughs> listen to her. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it works. Like, I, yeah, exactly. For me, for me, this is the kind of thing but you don't he, know. He got, you don't know. And, he, and he, he, he got to this formula where, you know, it, he he's 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 not he's kind of stuck <laughs> he's he's yeah. stuck himself in his style you know mm-hmm. and i think i think that's what bothers me about burton is i think he's mostly style over substance i've thought about i've thought that way yeah. since the very beginning of his career um but we loved but, that style at the time well at the time but 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 you know there's so many alternatives out there you know in mm. other media at the time which i thought did it a lot better um but like with anderson i think um yeah they do kind of have that uncanny stop motion thing about them um oh and you know what um before we sort of drop off from like our mm-hmm. early memories this is kind of going all over the place uh <laughs> but do you remember uh davy and goliath that sort oh, of yeah. animated religious animated show and i, oh. I think recently it's been um uh pastiched with uh, moral oral <laughs> let's say let's say moral oral is a beautiful answer to that <laughs> oh boy I, because I try telling but you I, there's so many good bits for moral oral and i try telling people and they look at me like uh, you know I'm, I'm showing a dog a card trick right it's just that huh? like okay it doesn't make any sense i know but if you watch this and uh yeah 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 Oh, that uh, was a weird. So, so 
um, the way my my mornings were as a small child was <laughs> you would have the proper animation, <laughs> and then when you became desperate, you know, you, you 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 the last last in the slot in the morning would be Davy and Goliath, and, <laughs> and you had to you have to fill that story. time, and 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 the only positive of it was that it was stop motion, you know, and and it was hard to reconcile what I was hearing them say to, to, you know, actually enjoying the stop motion. Yeah, exactly. To me, it like enhanced the weirdness of it. Like like you were given a track that was in stop motion or something, you know, somebody (laughs) handed that on the street. Uh, It was just, yeah, that same weird thing. Also, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, same for me as, as the early on, but later on here, one that's still going, still keeping that flame alive um, is robot chicken. Robot Chicken's terrific, or Which, uh, yeah. Celebrity Deathmatch as yeah. well. Well, the whole claymation thing, okay, that's a whole other, yeah. right? Where they, they specifically like made fun of the you know, being with the clay thing and the whole... Yeah. Uh, Will Fenton, was Will Fenton Studios, hey, here we go, back to the Northwest. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, and the popularity of it. It's like, it, it, I think, to me, the beauty of Stopmation is it's so different when it's done right... Uh, it, it, it captures part of people's imaginations that they'd forgotten about. Think seeds laid by, you know, garbage, like, you know, to be honest, garbage, like, uh, Davy and Goliath or, or, mm. or even something, you know, that's good, you know, some other, some old, that, that style or something, it, it, because it, yeah. you know, immediately, especially now immediately takes you out of anything else you're thinking about. And like, you know, you look at it, you're like, this is your brain is just like, okay, this is different. Yeah. Uh, this isn't animation. This isn't live action. This is stop motion. This is different. It just has, you know, no matter how smooth you make it, um, uh, to its credit, there's only so far it can go in that. And I think because they're never trying to say, we're not trying to recreate real life. We, you know, this is like even more fantastical. Like it kind of, it's kind of a rupture between those plates and what comes out, you know, the, the, the volcanic eruption that can come out of that is, is, is something more. And so like, I think it engages a different part of your brain. Uh, it, it it does, and you know what? What there, there's evidence of it to this very day because, as you know, we've got computers for animation, and a lot of good films try to replicate that kind of staccato movement of yeah. stop motion, and 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 I mean, I think one of the mo- more recent ones uh, I've seen where I just went wow <laughs> was uh, Into the Spider Verse which was oh, one of yeah. the biggest surprises I've had in years and oh, really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Um, or, or, you know, even like fully sort of CGI movies, you know, but they, they, they don't try to make it absolutely smooth because I think there's something wrong with that. I think, I think, yeah. think that doesn't, that doesn't look right. There, there's something really unappealing about it. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, into the spider verse, I, I'm really looking forward to what that, those, those creators do next because mm-hmm. Gosh, that was that was something. That was so much more fun than it deserved to be. Yeah, yeah, it totally was. It totally from a, from a Sony property, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's but, the thing. You kind of go in and expect uh, not much. Yeah, the bar gets reset a little lower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have to highlight Nicolas Cage in that movie as well. Oh, <laughs> Nicolas Cage and uh, John Mahoney as uh, the right. Spider yeah. Pig or yeah. Spider Ham. Yeah, uh, Spider Ham. I was trying to tell people, no, Spider-Ham was real. He's, you know, doing my full nerd mode. You don't understand the origins of (laughs) Spider-Ham. Well, gosh, I just had a bad memory. I remember we, we, we went to the dollar show in downtown Olympia to go see Howard the Duck. Oh, that's a yeah that's a dollar i still want back (laughs) yeah god think of all the interest we could have made on that (laughs) Uh, all the pain i could have saved yeah anyway uh, um oh there's one other uh, ways (laughs) exactly yeah we're really gonna attract the howard the duck haters now um (laughs) jesus talk about a low bar uh now, there's oh. one that, uh, when I was doing research for this episode, when it came up that I'd never heard of, it's uh, frequently called, apparently, the, the first uh, full uh, full length, and it's just over an hour, uh, animated mm-hmm. film was the, the Adventures of Prince Ahmed. came out in 1926. Uh, it's, that's, is, that's, um, 
that that's like shadow puppets, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. I I I saw that a couple of years back. That looks. It, it is an amazing movie. It kind of depends on the music that you get with it because, you know, they, they you know the way it is with silent movies. If well, they try to put the on modern, off. yeah, you just turn the sound off. And, and that's yeah. how we used to do it. That's how my instructor did in film school. He just killed the soundtrack on it because he's like, I don't want. No, this wasn't presented with sound. It wasn't shot with sound in mind. Uh, well, do you know what Fantastic Mr. Fox as well was modeled off of another animation at the time? Um, let me see if I can bring it up here, um, which really surprised me. Um, no, I was not aware. You So it was called um, The Tale of the Fox, and it was in 1930, and it was a Polish photographer who uh, started creating these uh, animatronics with wax and actual fur and had foxes and cats and insects and all of this. Oh, wow. Um, I've not seen it, but I've just read about it. And it's cited by Terry Gilliam and Wes Anderson as inspiration for the animation that they've done. So I'm going to look out for that one. (laughs) So... Yeah, no kidding, because that that would be cool. Yeah, because there's yeah, there's well, that's the thing, right? There's this like weird history, because uh, again, it wasn't something you could show in most mainstream cinemas, but somehow, you know, these copies have survived, and people, you know, the the right people, uh, you know, using the air quotes, have seen these along the way, or you know, they've shown up somewhere. And it's like you only hear about them, and you know, it's like oh, it's a midnight screening if you know the password to right. this place at a at a you know at a film fest. Or yeah. something like that, you know, like like the day the clown cried, or something like that. You know, it's just, oh, it's wow. like this holy yeah. grail. Yeah, one of those secret ones, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh, the, the, just the whales, right? But that they're out there. And, you know, again, it's but with also with stop motion, it's like, oh, it's animated. And it instantly gets, you know, for most companies and distribution companies in particular, you know, automatically gets shunted to another reserve thing. And then even with that, it's like, oh, is it for kids? No, it's it's an art school. It's basically like an acid trip. You start talking about like Mad God or something like that. It's like, yeah, nobody's going to show oh. that. Thanks, bye. Mad um, God. Wow. Fortunately, you know, we have something like Shudder uh, yeah. that exists to, to showcase those very things. But, you know, otherwise, you know, how, you know, how would we have seen something like Mad God otherwise? No, no, you know, we would have been, you know, get like a 12th generation VHS dub, uh, <laughs> you know, from a friend, from a friend, from a friend, right? Right, that's how, but right. that's how we did it for a long yeah. time too. That's totally how we saw was. a lot of this stuff yeah. versus seeing yeah. something gloriously done with full, you know, given the full proper, you know, we'll call it proper presentation. Uh, yeah, someone well. would be selling bootlegs at the the swap meet. You know, that, that's <laughs> yeah. the kind of thing you'd yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting because you know that otherworldliness of. Uh, stop motion I think lends itself really well to horror mm-hmm. um, and I, I, I think I think you mentioned a particular sequence in the happiness of the Katakuris yes um, <laughs> that is which, just like why not which uh, yeah yeah that you know it definitely goes into horror I can't remember if in the movie Basket Case they made use of any stop motion I kind of oh. think they did uh, or if it was just someone sort of wiggling a, a thing on the floor um it seems like yeah. for me that that, that would have cost him too much time and money and that's you know that's the uh, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, true that's hen true. and lauder didn't have that kind of uh that's basket case right or, yeah that's right that's right. Yeah. right yeah yeah uh, yeah oh yeah uh, there's yeah I, I you know i get the two confused <laughs> I, I so did too it's so bad it was like sorry sorry trauma people but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you see the um uh netflix show it came out it was a movie it wasn't a show what am i saying um uh, it's an anthology it's a stop motion anthology definitely made for adults had a bit of a feel of um fantastic mr fox in a way but it was definitely horror you know across all these three stories and well worth watching. I, 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 it's, it's sort, they're sort of mixable between the stories, like any anthology. Um, but I think if you look at them all as like individually, they're, they're all very good. And, and what was that one? Sorry. It's called the house. I mean, that's a terrible name because if anyone oh. tries to search it, 
it, it's it's kind of a pain unless you put Netflix in the front of it. You're not okay. going to find it. Good say because then you're um, either going to get the awesome Japanese movie or the William Cat movie, which is still entertaining. <laughs> oh, How uh, Sue. That, now uh, now yeah, that how is Sue that, or that, House. That, yeah. I think I believe that does have some stop motion in it. And I was just, that's uh, what you, you were saying that earlier. I was like I think I'm like is there any there uh, there's got to be <laughs> that movie's so crazy great. It's just like there's got to be stop motion in there, right? Yeah, it's got it. I mean, it had the impression, or at least it had that otherworldliness that we keep talking about around yeah, stuff. Exactly, the sensibility, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the house has, um, uh, it's got Jarvis Cocker in it playing this mouse who's, who's renovating a house, hoping to sort of sell it and flip it. And it kind of just goes from there. Um, Helen and Bottom Carter's in it. There's a few others, uh, it, but it's it's really good. And that that's another thing that I sort of noticed about stop motion, especially recent stop motion, is the caliber of actors that you know there are in that. We've already talked about George Clooney, Meryl Streep, um, Coraline, you know, Keith David, Dakota Fanning, uh, but you know, Ralph Fiennes in uh, Curse the Were Rabbit is is a pretty fantastic villain in that. Um, you know, uh, in, in the clip I played, um, he's he's basically accusing Wallace of of. Of, of trying to rip off this poor old woman and, and then just sort of turns around and says, I was here first. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so he's, he's not looking out for any of the good. Um, but yeah, the, the horror element is, 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 it's, it's something it's, it's kind of hard to sort of pin down. I, I, I think when you, you've got everything as live action and suddenly you see something that that stop motion, it it's, it's, it's pretty freaky. And maybe it goes back to Jason and the Argonauts. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, um, yeah. Seventh voyage of Sinbad. That was the other one, you know, with it. Oh, I must've watched yeah. that a dozen times. <laughs> Cause that's, that's the one with the, the stat, the Isle of Rhodes statue, right? I think uh, so, where they kind of go in the cave and they go uh-huh. like, well, the gods aren't guarding this, so you, you may as well take it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you start hearing that creaking, right? Uh-huh. Like that was that was legitimately, you know, uh, you know it lend itself well to horror, like you said. Yeah. Should, but yeah, surprisingly not employed more that way. I, I, I'm sure there are things I, because as, as as when you were mentioning like the happiness that cat occurs, I, I, I sort of rack in my brain about movies where stop motion makes like a cameo, an appearance. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 I don't know if you remember this movie um, from way back in the '80s, but The Gate, and mm-hmm. it had one of the most amazing special effects where this guy falls down under the floor and as soon as he hits the floor, he breaks apart into all these like little demons that go running mm-hmm. off in all directions, but they're stop motion. And what they did was they kind of swapped, swapped it out. But it's, it's one of the most, I mean, I thought it was just amazing effect. And to this day, I think it still looks, looks terrific. Yeah. Yeah. This, well, the, uh, and the whole creature effects in that movie do as well. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly so. Or uh, Terminator had some stop motion. The yes, original it did. Terminator. Mm-hmm. And again, that was uh, you know Cameron being a former uh, animator, you know Matt Painter yep. and sort of mm-hmm. thing. I think it's uh, you know same sort of thing. Or F- Phil Tippett in uh, RoboCop mm-hmm. with uh, was that the, with the Ed Two Hundred Nine? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. falling down the stairs and <laughs> exactly oh, how they so good. Yeah, how they made that happen and get the. Well, the, like something I saw on that, like the noise that it makes was a pig being slaughtered. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, so good. How do you so top? Perfect. Of course, you know, here's, <laughs> welcome to 80s stuff where even the animated stuff is going to be uh, <laughs> going to have an extra layer of brutal, brutality because yeah. we thought the world was going to end. So. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, there's a couple, there, there's some that, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of the Ardman stuff I haven't seen that it's just like because a lot of it, you know, this is another weird thing, and it's like why not? Why isn't it used for horror in those elements as mm. well? You know, why isn't it employed more in X, Y, and Z? But then a lot of it gets employed with it seems like very geared, you know, very much toward kids because basically the studios need to make money, and that's a great way to do it. Uh, 
So a lot of the stuff, you know, I've kind of avoided because it looked too childish. But some of them, like early man, it's like, oh, that's just about cavemen. It's like, well, no, it's actually a sports movie. Right. Uh, (laughs) But you wouldn't know it from anything that they marketed it as. Or, uh, you know, newer stuff. Um, All this stuff. Like uh, Animalisa. I didn't didn't see that one yet. Ooh. I've got a like Kaufman. Uh, it, 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 it is good. It, 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 it is, it, I mean, in, it's a pretty straightforward story, you know, two people at a conference or the hotel right. get to know each other kind of thing. It's, it's a very human story. And, and, and the only thing is that the main character who's played by David Thewlis, he keeps like seeing people as looking like him kind of thing. You know, it's all stop motion. And, um, yeah, it's <laughs> you got to watch it just so I can get your reaction to the last <laughs> okay, 15 minutes of that movie. Um, I'm just going to tee up the clip here. And yeah, this awesome. gives you a good flavor for it. <laughs> well, I go this way, so I'll say goodnight. Oh, poo. Yeah, poo on you. Poo, poo, poo. Say goodnight, Lisa. Good night, Michael. Pooh. Good night. Lisa. Yes? I was wondering if maybe you'd want to come to my room for a little nightcap. You sure you don't mean Emily? Everyone always likes Emily better. Uh, I'm going to the room, Lisa. I'll see you later, maybe. Have fun. Em, I came here with you. I'm not going to just abandon you. Oh, don't be an idiot, Lisa. He's gorgeous. Have fun. Night. So, I'm over this way. Have fun. Good night. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, are, are, are you okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. It happens all the time. Yeah, that was uh, David Thewlis and uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, pretty much the only characters in the whole movie. But uh, it's, it's it's well worth a watch. And I got another recommendation for you as well. Um, it's a, and 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 it's funny because there there's been um, a French director whose work I've really enjoyed um, called Celine Chiama, and uh, she just out of the blue uh, wrote a screenplay that was turned into stop motion and over in your side of the pond, it's called my life as a zucchini. <laughs> and uh, over here, it's my life as a courgette. Um, but it's uh, about these kids who, who live in this orphanage. Um, it's a pretty short movie. I think it's just over an hour, but it is really heartfelt and really well done. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, it, 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 it feels just right. It's, it, it, this has only come out in the past couple of years. So you, if you, you stumble across that, the, the poster is terrible. <laughs> the look and feel, uh, kind of looks a little off. Um, but it's, it's, it's well worth watching. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the better ones. Nice. And, you know, talking about the segments or the, uh, you know, the thing, uh, one of the benefits that's come out of it is like, especially to, to talk in regard to Phil Tippett, right. You know, the ILM right. guy, you know, the mad God himself. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can, if you look for example, you know, say, okay, the, the Hoth scene with the walkers and all that, you know, that's right. all stop motion. Like, it's like oh, you know, it's in the Star great. Wars movie. <laughs> Still one of my favorite Star Wars sequences, you know, to this day. Um, it, it just looks great. <laughs> yeah. And 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 do you know what? Because you could compare it to the recent Star Wars movie, um, where they had new walkers, bigger walkers, um, and they didn't they didn't frame it as well either. You know, they had better special effects and all of this. Yeah. But I, I remember the tension of them looking through the binoculars uh-huh. and then he, well hearing the rumble first. Yeah, and then looking through their binoculars, and then having to focus, and it was a lot more drawn out. Um, and I, I, I don't know; it's not just Star Wars, but a lot of movies sort of rush a bit too much <laughs> nowadays. So you don't get a chance to to have that apprehension, you know? Right. Well, and then speaking to that too, you know, again, and, and speaking to the uh, 
the thud, you know, hearing the, 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 the resonance there, you know, Jurassic, Phil, Phil Tippett worked on Jurassic Park. Exactly. Yeah. And, but it was, it was, you know, the Jurassic Park's held up. It's like, oh, this pioneer of computer animation and the death of stop motion. <laughs> that's when they started using like the digital armature thing, which is very similar to stop motion, except you're just, everything's going directly in the computer rather than an actual physical model. Yeah. Um, but the smart thing that they did in, in the first Jurassic park though, was that they blended, um, yep. you know, uh, uh, practical effects with CGI, which is, well, they, they blended them both. And then they, uh, wisely, uh, used environments elements in the environment to cover up, to, to compete yeah. visually so that you wouldn't see, you know, so it would feel more organic or, you know, in this case, kind of scary too, like a, a jump scare kind of thing, you know, it's coming out of the bushes or something like that, but it's also covering up a lot of things that might look hokey otherwise. Right. Uh, right. You know, so you can get away with it. You know, again, Spielberg was, I don't know if he still is, but he was, uh, you know, that astute a filmmaker to, to get that, to know what's going to work, right. What's going to sell. Well, he, yeah, um, he's good with, with orchestrating special effects. Yes. Sure. Oh, yeah, that we know. <laughs> and uh, the other thing I didn't realize, uh, again, I was just looking at stuff for this, is that Tippett were, or the, that technology then Tippett helped develop was on uh, what they used in Starship Troopers. Uh, oh, that's right. To animate yeah. the insects, to animate the bugs. And that's why they look so good. They, like, they do, uh, yeah. And, you know, they just had these big, you know, uh, goofy models. Uh, that they would, you know, try to use, but they're like, we can't, you know, we can't do stop motion or we can't use, uh, you know, uh, motion capture because there are no, you know, 20 foot tall insects to, right. yeah. <laughs> to put dots on. <laughs> uh, so they had to do that thing, but they, you know, they just, they up the game, but then you're also so overwhelmed in it. And again, Verhoeven's also got that knack, right. Mm. Of, uh, keeping the, uh, you know, I guess the same thing with Spielberg, keeping the humans in the story. So you have that balance. You know, you yeah. always do that. Like Harryhausen always did that for scale or something, you know, it's like, or to show the peril. Like, you know, that's, I think, again, going back to that segment of Jason and the Argonauts where they fight the skeletons, uh, you know, it, it feels legit because it seems just so terrifying because the, you know, you, you've got the actors there in that size and the, you know, the skeletons are like, they're already dead. They're just coming at you. You know, the right. whole idea, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it still captures that, that imagination. And it doesn't, well, you, well, you think, Back to what you said earlier um, about Michael Bay, you could take an entire Michael Bay movie, and you wouldn't have any of the excitement of the ten minutes of the beach landing scene from Saving Private Ryan. And it's it's, it's not because of lack of spectacle, but because you know you got that human element in there, and 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 the editing's better. <laughs> you know, everything yeah. is better. Well, yeah, but, 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 yeah. but it's 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 grounded enough that you could feel like, yeah, I could be there. You know, and mm -hmm. that that's what you know really makes it real. Um, before I forget, um, I got to mention a town called Panic. Oh yeah. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. I, I'm kind of familiar with it, though. <laughs> oh my god! Well, uh, uh, I, I've I've watched it with with uh, Jack so many times, um, and we just laugh. Uh, and when he was small, we watched it in the original French version um, without subtitles because you don't need them. But the voices are hysterical. Uh, so you got Indian horse and cowboy who live in this house. Um, if you like the Ardman films and you like things a little bit extra weird, <laughs> you, you gotta watch it or watch some of the shorts on YouTube. I think a lot of them are available on YouTube. Um, but it, it's, it's so terrific. It, it's, it's one of the, it's, it's a great movie as well. It's a great movie. Um, <laughs> they, they, the premise of the movie is that I think it's horses birthdays coming up. So Cowbian cowboy and Indian go on to the computer to order some bricks to, to build a barbecue. But um, one of them falls asleep or something and hits the zero. So they, they ordered like a billion bricks. <laughs> 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 and then they, these trucks just nonstop start delivering bricks to their house, but they don't want horse to know that they, they bought all these bricks. So they pile them up on top of the house like an upside down pyramid, which eventually starts pushing the house into the ground. It's, it's fantastic. It's so good. Nice. Well, that sounds good. The other one uh, that I got queued up now is the uh, Marcel, the shell with shoes on. Uh, yeah. I've been Not waiting for that. 
yeah that looks that looks really good um that that yeah i i could feel the heart in it in the the trailer you know Mm -hmm. i i don't i don't need any more convincing i'm gonna watch it (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly it seems uh seems to be right up the alley and then just so you know so just like uh, I'm complaining about it being just used for kids earlier but here's one that says it's kids but it's supposed to be really heartfelt you know that's where actually we, we didn't really talk too much about um we mentioned Phil Tippett quite a bit but mad god um yeah i i, I watched that about 3 weeks ago i think i i i think the weight of knowing that he spent like 30, 40 years of his life trying to get this thing made and that he did it in like bits and pieces, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something it's, it's almost from a different time that, and not just because of the, the stop motion and the effects that he used, though that sort of contributes to it. But you know, I think he wrote this. This story definitely feels like it is rooted in like the eighties. Like, 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 you know, oh, yeah. you always sort of mention like end of the world stuff. You know, all the post-apocalyptic stuff that we had in the eighties with Mad Max, a uh, boy and his dog, and you know, all this stuff that we had. Um, threads, you know, really cheerful stuff like that. It seems yeah. to be born out of out of that. Well, but I ended up episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the, yeah totally. certainly the, the nihilism, the darkness and the nihilism and uh... but some of it was really kind of beautiful. Like oh, yeah. um I I I I think the one thing was the sort of flowing cloak of whatever that thing is toward the end of the movie that kind of just kind of hovers and it it, it just looked like something out of Bloodborne. Um, but obviously made before Bloodborne, but it was very Bloodborne-y, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, this thing, it was, and it's also, t- you know, in, in the fact that maybe it's because, it, you know, because it did feel like it had been stitched together, right? It did feel kind of vignettish. Right. It in did, a way, But yeah. not, not in a bad way necessarily, but you understand, you know, there's the work involved and, you know, you're kind of going in familiar with the history like how why, how it took so long and then you watch it and you're like oh that's why it took so long because it's insane um yeah <laughs> but uh uh it, it was yeah, a hard just, slog I, I will give it you know i <laughs> yeah i had to consume it in bits right i, I, I i'm glad i like watched it this summer to, to do it <laughs> to get a run yeah. up to, to finish it <laughs> exactly kind of like you know like you're lifting weights or something you got to psych yourself out to, oh and do you know what you know you know, between the two of us, we we have seen some dark movies before. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, it takes it takes something to to you know yeah. get us get us to that point. Um, <laughs> I think the, the only other movie that, yeah, go on. It's like it's like a scale of a, a, a razor head babies, and but this is like a literal <laughs> scale of a razor head baby because there's a razor head babies in it. You know, actually, that 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 might be another good episode. Is uh, uh, movies that really kind of got under our skin or disturbed us? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, but that also was was the Eraserhead baby stop motion. Uh, I think Eraserhead? some of it was. No, I I I think uh, for David Lynch's like graduation film, he made use mm-hmm. of of stop motion. I would assume so. Like you mentioned Lynchian before, and then coming back to it, it's like, oh, that would make. And for him, that would make perfect sense, right? Because it has that, again, the, the unique yeah. things about stop motion. It has a tactile uh, quality to it. What, uh, you know how he's talking about trying to mimic stop motion? Mm-hmm. You know, his he did those 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 little short films, Rabbits, that oh, yeah. are the rabbit family, and the and it, it, that that has a very stop motion aesthetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And if you think about it, the strobe lights kind of make it look like it's stop motion as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but they they were saying that the the episodes of rabbits um, get, has has this psychological effect on people, uh, like like it really gets them disturbed. I'm gonna have to look it up, but that would be a great episode for <laughs> that us to not do. surprise me. Yeah, we, we we could start with Howard the Duck and all all sorts. It's uh... oh, man, the trauma of Howard the Duck. Yeah, 
Well, we're coming up to the uh, end of the yeah, second yeah. episode, my friends. So, so, Technology. So I, yeah, I think we've uh, I think we've explored what it is about stop motion that's unique and what's appealing and what we, especially the impact it had on us. Just you know, yeah, it's it's we'll we'll call it the Gen X of, uh, of film <laughs> animation, right? Because it it's right in the middle. You know, it's right before it digital. We we've seen that come in and saw the old ways go and the new ones come, and we still still have the soft spot and it's still being used you know again like Marcel still Michel, being used yeah uh, as a prime example or or they're even or, or they're mimicking it you know uh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're getting computers to pretend to do stop motion yeah just because that look an is, adobe uh, filter that lets you, uh, right. you know, yeah, there you go great stop motion like, no that's not the point you've got to be crazy <laughs> uh, like that <laughs> it's really good. Two Oceans.